All right. Welcome to episode three, y'all. Billy Bob Jackson podcast, man. I'm uh giving y'all an inside look, man, at my at my life for real. <laughs> that's 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 what we're doing. But um today I want to talk about uh my addiction to money. Uh I think I think that's uh gonna cover today's uh conversation just because um I think I think that I've become addicted. I won't say addicted to money. I'll say addicted to making money. Um, and I, I think it's primarily uh, from watching my dad, watching my dad uh, grow up. Um, well, not watching my dad grow up, but growing up and watching my dad. You know, I got to be correct for some people. So, so growing up, my dad was a Baltimore City School police officer and. As a Baltimore City School police officer, my dad used to get like those side gigs. Like if he wanted to make some side money, uh, people would ask like, hey, do you do off-duty police work? You know, because most, you know, most establishments who wanted security, instead of getting a security company, most times they would want like an off-duty police officer. They would feel more safe if they could say, oh, we have off-duty police, you know, and, and Baltimore is, is one of those hustle cities. Like I feel like everybody in Baltimore has a hustle or at least learns how to hustle at some point or or at least need to, <laughs> you know, like if somebody in Baltimore is doing bad, it's primarily because they didn't learn how to hustle. And, you know, it's just one of those things It's do or die. You either hustle or die. Like, like, like that's it. You know, some people just die slow, but, you know, it's, it's either hustle or die. You got to make your own way. So here's my dad with a, a fixed salary um going out busting his butt for the family but he still had to take on these side projects uh such as off-duty police work and you know my mother would complain sometimes i gotta do all this work but my dad you know he had a vision you know and he and he and he decided he wanted to start a security company so in 1998 here's here i am just starting high school i'm 14 years old and my dad starts a uh security company you know, while working for Baltimore City School Police. So him and uh, my brother, so my brother, you know, that's a whole nother story. My dad adopted uh, my brother, Andre, uh, when he was a teenager. Uh, he was one of the students at my dad's school. And my dad was one of those people where, because he was heavy in the church, you know, he wanted to mentor youth. And uh, Andre was one of those youth that he mentored. And he became like a, a father to, 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 uh, to Andre. You know, so so Andre, because he's so close to my dad and the family, you know, he became my brother. Even though it was a big gap in our age difference, I didn't like grow up with him. But, you know, he was around as I was growing up, you know, but I didn't really know a whole lot about him. But him and my dad were really, really close. And him and my dad decided to to, to go in on running the security company together. And I hate the security business, but this was me watching my dad become an entrepreneur for the very first time. You know, so I'm watching him and, and Andre run this business out the basement of our house because in Baltimore, you know, we have basements and uh, I live in Vegas now and we don't have basements. I miss basements, but that's another conversation. And I'm watching I'm watching him run this business from the basement of the house. They got employees coming in, filling out applications, picking up uniforms, picking up paychecks. And, and this is kind of when I got turned off from the security business, when they when people would pick up their paychecks, you know, uh, sometimes my dad had to pay out of his own pocket to cover payroll. 
And I was just like, wow, like, it was cool watching the whole entrepreneurship thing go down and, and, and watching my dad become a business owner. But when I watched him have to take money out of out of his personal paycheck to pay employees for work that should have been paid for by the client that they're doing work for, I'm just like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then he had to explain to me how uh, he has to wait for the client to pay him. And while he's waiting on that money, he's responsible for paying his employees. And I watched my dad make a lot of sacrifices. I watched him take out loans just to be able to cover payroll while he waited for these clients to pay uh, their invoice. You know, and I and I and I watched the kind of stress and strain they put on the relationship at home between my mom and my dad. And I just was like, man, like I would never want to own a company like this. You know, I'm addicted to making money and I feel like I'm addicted to making money. But like this is not one of the ways I would prefer to make my money. I don't want to own a business where I have to wait for people to pay me. But I got to pay people while I'm waiting for people to pay me. Like, no, if I got to wait, I'm sorry, employees, y'all got to wait, too. Like, I ain't got it like that. But again, you know, this is me being a young child, naive, not knowing anything. But my dad knew that it was his responsibility to pay these employees while he's waiting to get paid by the client. And uh, I just was very, very turned off by the security business. Uh, but I wasn't as turned off to the point where I didn't want to work for the security company, you know? So one of my first jobs after high school was working for my dad at the security company. And it was fun. I got to meet a lot of interesting people. I got to advance in the company uh, rather quick, uh, but I got to learn a lot. And from what I learned, it made me, you know, not want to ever have my own security business. Or I also, my dad don't like this till this day. My, I, I did not want to take over his business. I know a lot of parents, you know, they they start businesses with the hopes of, you know, my son or my child will be able to take over and run the empire and all that. But seeing some of the things I saw, I didn't want to. I didn't. That was one torch. I didn't want to take off running with, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I, I didn't want to take that business over. Uh, everything about security began to turn me off, especially after I got locked up. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. So uh, security is one of those businesses where, you know, if you were never anybody in life, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. If you were like a nobody in life and then you decided to do security, Security gave you like a sense of power. You felt like you were somebody. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of people who would come to do security and, and, and security empowered them in a way to be somebody, you know, like uh, whether good or bad, it empowered them to be uh, a, a person, have a character and be able to build on that character that they felt like they had in the security business. Um, I, I was never big on like trying to show off or trying to flex or abuse power or anything like that. But I enjoy some of the fun things like being able to carry a gun, being able to get a private detective license, all those things. You know, that stuff was fun. But uh, me and, and two of my buddies, uh, Rico and Mathia, we decided one day <clears throat> we was going to go and uh, uh, be more than security. We wanted to be bounty hunters. So we went and found this bail bonds company called Four Aces and we became uh bounty hunters you know we got our first warrant went out there found the person turned them in and we got paid and once we broke down that pay we split it between the three of us we we're like oh shucks it's a nice little 
side hustle. Well, what we didn't think about was the fact that one night we would be out with uh, another team of bounty hunters who we partnered up with this, on this one particular night because they were short one man. So we were like, all right, well, we can go out together. Well, we go out together. We're hunting down for this uh, person that has a warrant. And we end up getting pulled over by the police. We tell the police we're bounty hunters. They they was like, oh, it's bullshit. Y'all fake. Everything y'all got is fake. Oh, he was just so mad. We, we dealt with probably one of the most racist police officers in Baltimore City. And this was a situation not even my dad could get me out of as a, as a, as a Baltimore City school police officer. So here I am locked up because one of the guys from one of the other teams that we teamed up with this particular night did not have a handgun permit, but he had a handgun. So because he had a handgun with no permit, we all went to jail. And I had to fight that case for uh, probably four and a half years before we finally went to jury trial. I was found not guilty. But, man, after that, I was just turned off from the security business as a whole, man. Uh, <laughs> so I, I decided to venture out and go into the car business. And, uh, and I haven't looked back since, man. I love the car business. It's been good to me. I've been good to it. And I, I've been trying to get out, but I can't. So I've been kind of stuck here waiting for one of my other business ventures to take off. Um, and, and hopefully that'll happen here soon. But I wanted to share that quick story with y'all, man. And uh, <laughs> I got more coming. Trust me, I got more coming. We're going to get through a lot of these topics and stories and and stuff. Hopefully somebody gets something out of something I said, you know. And uh, until, until next time, uh, which would be episode four, I'm out, man, and I'll talk to y'all. Be safe out here, man, with this coronavirus. Make sure y'all stay home, stay safe, unless it's your job to be out. All right, I'm out.